one of the things almost everybody does is they're way too polite. And this is going to sound harsh, but we want people to be polite. But when people are too polite, we don't make a decision as a consumer. And as a consumer, we're overwhelmed and we need help making decisions. And that has to be part of the sales process that you actually say to somebody, well, you know, based on everything you shared with me, the next best step is. You have to say it really clearly instead of saying, well, you know, based on everything you shared with me, what do you think of my sending you a proposal? If you do that, the other person's going to go, oh, I can't make this decision tonight or I can't make this decision today. And they put it off and they don't want to put it off, but you didn't help them move through the process. Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. On today's episode of Beyond the Tools podcast, I am thrilled to introduce you to Mary Jane Copps, aka the phone lady. Mary Jane is passionate about excellent communication and inspiring conversation. And she works with business owners and salespeople to increase their revenue and customer satisfaction. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Mary Jane for a number of years now. I've referred plenty of our clients to her because they have had such great results working with her. And I can't recommend her enough. She is an incredible speaker. She's a great coach. Um, and she is also the author of, fittingly, the phone book that helps more people get used to doing sales on the phone. So in today's episode, we talk about how to follow up with your leads, how to prioritize your sales and the mindset shifts around that, and also giving you a few scripts of exactly what to say when you're talking to prospects or to clients. So you have to check out this episode. And I think you're even going to want to revisit this and bring out that notebook because Mary Jane is the real deal and she has so much value to share. So let's get into it. Hi, Mary Jane. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I am so excited to be here with you. All of our conversations are such, they're fun and they're all so illuminating for me. There's always ideas that come up and I, that I can pursue and think about um, in a deeper way. So yeah, looking forward to this. Excellent. Yeah. And I know on this show, I talk a lot about marketing and lead generation, but I always tell clients that, you know, if you're generating thousands of leads a month, it doesn't matter if your sales isn't working for you. So I'm really excited to really dig into that today because I know you have so much to share on that topic. 
It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so Mary Jane, for most of our listeners, if they are running lead generation campaigns, you know, they're getting people in the door who are giving them their email address or phone number, and they're essentially saying, yes, I'm interested. In your experience, what makes that first phone call with a new lead successful? Well, the, the first thing that we want to acknowledge as a business owner is that our highest priority is to let our target market know we exist. Hmm. So one of the things we want to admit about lead magnets, and, and this is true for me and everybody, is that there will be people who will interact with that lead magnet, download it, whatever, and they may not be part of your target market. Right. Right? So that first conversation is not about moving to um, a really pushy or aggressive or assertive sales call. That first Mm. call, that first phone call, is really about inspiring a conversation. Yeah. And we do that by being ready with a great open-ended question to get the conversation started. So let's just say I have a, a, a lead magnet online about how to follow up with clients and prospects. So let's just Mm -hmm. say that you downloaded that and I'm going to follow up with you with a phone call. I'm going to say, hi, Crystal. It's Mary Jane Copps calling from the phone Ivy. And the reason for my call, last week you downloaded my uh, ebook on following up with customers and prospects. Hmm. What was your reaction to that ebook? Yes, I love that. I find that, you know, sometimes contractors, you know, going into this, they're really focused on getting that, you know, house visit, essentially. So mm-hmm. asking that question directly related to how the lead came in, that's super important. Yeah. And you could make that, um, how has that ebook been helpful to you? And you might answer that by saying, well, it wasn't helpful to me. I downloaded it and sent it to my cousin in Victoria. (laughs) I don't know what you're going to say, but what I'm doing here is qualifying or disqualifying you as a potential customer. Right. I'm not assuming right off the bat that you're somebody I should be selling to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important distinction too, especially when it comes to social media ads, because mm-hmm. if somebody's coming in, you know, from a referral or they're coming in because they search something on Google, then typically those people are ready to buy. But I think you're absolutely right. And especially in the case of, you know, a Facebook ad, they're just kind of scrolling and they mm-hmm. see the ad and they're interested enough to 
download it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready for that next step. No, it's the the phrase that we often hear and use is it's a discovery call. It's not yet a sales call. Mm. And for lots of people, when they embrace this idea, it takes a lot of stress off of them. Right. Especially business owners, you know, it's hard for them to say, oh, um, I also have to be a salesperson, right? I, that was a shock to me um, yeah. 30 some years ago when I started my business and realized, oh, now I have to sell? Oh, because that wasn't on my list of career choices. Yeah. Right? So when you say, well, this, this call, just relax. This call isn't about selling anything yet. That's not where you mm-hmm. are. You're discovering if you and this person, if there's, if there's value for you to uh, continue a conversation in a deeper way about the work that you do. Yes, absolutely. And I know a number of our listeners are business owners who wear all the hats and they Mm -hmm. are the salesperson as well. Mm -hmm. So do you find, are there other challenges that in your experience business owners have when it comes to doing their own sales? I think the biggest one, and you correct me if I'm wrong, is making it a priority. Ooh, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Good reaction. Because we have we have customers, right? Yeah. We have customers and, and we want to give all our attention to those customers. That's what we that's why we started this business, because we love the mm-hmm. work that we do. So when we have customers, that's our zone and we want to get to work. Right. And we forget or we don't make the time to do the sales. And Mm. there is a formula to help with that. (laughs) Oh, let's hear it. (laughs) You want to? Okay, great. Um, So I'll, I'll actually walk you through some of my own numbers uh, for 2021 as I, as I share this with you. So what you really want to do is you want to, Figure out what your average worth is of one client for one year. And I realize in construction that's hard because you could have a business where you're doing something, something like just building a deck to maybe doing a full house renovation. Mm -hmm. So I understand that there can be this huge gap in your price range but try to settle on something that is an average. Yes. And if they are at a point that they have like a CRM in their business as well, then Mm -hmm. usually that should give you a lifetime value or an average value. Okay. And so for me, because I do 30 minute webinars and then I, I haven't since March really done very many full day training sessions. Mm-hmm. My average dropped this year, but it's uh, 2,500. I'll say it's 2,500. Right. So when I have that average worth, and then I look at what I want to earn this year. So I divide, let's say $100,000 by 2,500 to come up 
with the number of clients that I want, that I'm going to need with that average yes. amount, right? Yeah, I love that. And we often do that with clients as well. You know, when you know that number of clients and we find that from lead generation ads on social media, on average, you convert between five to 10% from that initial lead to a sale. Ah. We even do the math of like backing that out to, okay, how many leads do you need to generate from this channel in order to hit that number of clients? Okay. So your formula is, it's the same. Yeah. The numbers are slightly different, but it's the same. So when I ran my numbers and I, I based it on billings of one additional billings of 120,000 for this year. Mm -hmm. So I, I really need to aim for that. I need to cultivate 50 active clients through my sales efforts. Right. But I multiply that number by 10 Mm. to make up for the fact that I'm going to talk to a lot of people that may not become clients in 2021. Right. Yes. So that means that I need to reach out to about 500, which everyone goes, oh my God, I don't have time for that. (laughs) But I break that down. I break that down by month. Then I break it down by week. And then I break it down by day. And when I did that for myself Mm. this year, it's pretty simple. I need to reach out to three people a day. Right. Or 12 a week. And when I do the week, I only do four days because I like to give myself an extra day for all that other stuff, right? Administration. So it's, it's, I can reach out to three people in 25 minutes a day. And you can block off either 25 minutes a day or maybe 50 minutes, two days a week. Right. Right. Yeah, when you break it down like that, it is so much more manageable. (laughs) Yeah, and essential. Um, We have all, I think all your listeners will have experienced or know somebody who has experienced what I call a revenue gap. And that is where we really focused on the clients in our hand, doing a great job for them. We invoiced them, we looked up, and we had no money coming in. Yeah. And it's such an easy trap to fall into. I know I speak to home builders and HVAC companies all the time that, you know, especially in HVAC, heating and cooling, I mean, there's definitely seasonality to that. So they go through this huge busy spurt and they don't get back to people because they're so crazy busy, Mm -hmm. but then that ends and, oh, now, now we're in a down season, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I know um, construction is very, very busy. And, um, you know, when I'm very, very busy, I will, part of my brain will go, oh, here I am. I've arrived. This is going to be great. But we (laughs) know from experience this year, (laughs) anything's possible to put the brakes on your business. Anything. Mm -hmm. So you always want to know what your numbers are and you want to be aiming for those numbers and block off the time, whatever the time is, block it off. 
And mm-hmm. um, I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and um, you know, they were saying, well, I'm not getting it done first thing. Well, I start my day very early, so I can't get my connections done first thing. I have to wait right. until a reasonable hour. Um, <laughs> and some of my connections are in a different time zone, etc. But you mm-hmm. need to say, no, this is an essential part of growing my business. So it's on my calendar yeah. that this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I've had a a coach say to me once, and it really stuck with me that, you know, if you're trying to grow your company, but you turn off your sales and marketing when you get busy, Mm -hmm. then you're closed for business. Like you might as well, you know, Mm -hmm. put the closed sign out front of your office. Mm -hmm. So breaking that down into manageable pieces, like you said, you know, 25 minutes a day, if that's what it takes. And prioritizing that part, you can at least lessen the big peaks and valleys of revenue in your business. Yeah. And I was on a call the other day with um, uh, a young renovator, and we were simply talking about answering the phone and what their voicemail message says. Mm. And I said, well, here, here's some, here's what I would do is when your phone rings and you're at a client's, clearly you don't want to have a long conversation with another client. I understand that. But you can answer the phone and give the other person a visual of what's happening. So you can answer the phone and say, Hi, Crystal, you've reached Mary Jane. I'm at a client's right now, and I want to give you my full attention. May I call you back at 5 this evening? Ooh, I like that. So it's very fast. What the client hears is, A, when you're on site with a client, that's your priority. And that's what they want to know. Right. They also hear that you're busy. So that means that, you know, you you must do a good job. You've got clients you're working with. So there's a piece of marketing happening there. Yeah. And you're saying, you know, I'll call you back at five. So often in this industry, right, people just call till they get an answer. Right. (laughs) Well, you answered, but you didn't get, you said, look, I want to give you my full attention and I can't right now. Well, that's great customer service. Mm. And then you're booking that follow-up call. Now make sure that you do call that client at five o'clock if that's what you say. Right. But they, they may stop calling right there. They'll wait till you call them back. So you're really building your reputation and building your sales opportunities. And in this marketplace in construction, a lot of your sales are coming to you, but you're not handling them well. Right. Either you're not answering or your voicemail message is horrid. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? I think a lot, a lot don't customize their voicemail. So it's just like, you've reached 777777. You know, it's not uh, not the most engaging or professional thing in the world. No. So here's what I like to say. You know, for years and years and years, only the upper echelon of of business had receptionists. Mm -hmm. We all have one now. We just don't treat them very well. (laughs) You have a receptionist. You have the ability to create a voicemail message that really has an impact on someone who is calling you in a competitive market. Mm -hmm. So 
sit there and think, if I was paying someone to answer my phone, what would I have them say? Right. It's that simple. So you might say, um, you know, you've reached ABC Construction and uh, we are with clients throughout the day today. However, we are checking voicemail at noon, 3 and 6 p.m. Wow, that's very specific. And I love that. Yes. And we will call you back. If you don't want to be specific, you can just say, please leave a message. We will call you back today. Or we'll call you back today before 8 p.m. Or whatever is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Right? You have a lot of flexibility. But you really need to think about, if I was paying somebody to answer this phone, what would I have them say to potential clients I want to talk to. Right. Yeah. And I think that mindset shift of really like sales not being the last priority, because Mm. I think that's what a lot of business owners fall into. And then they're not, they're not making those promises of calling back that day. But if you shift that to say, you know, this is one of the most important parts of my role, or my business, then you are getting back to people and you're not breaking those promises. Yeah. And certainly, um, to be fair, we do get overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And in certain marketplaces, you are so busy and I'm there fairly often. It'll Mm be 4.30 in the afternoon and I can't have another cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) and I just want to stop like everything's going stop Mm -hmm. and um it's hard it's like well I want to spend time with my husband or I want to spend time with my kids or I I simply want to take a break my brain is really tired right it's okay have that break and either come back early the next day, or I always find a bit of extra energy, maybe between 6 and 8 p.m. I don't have to work those full two hours, but I can return some calls or return some emails. And that's the other part of it. If you've worked hard all day and having a conversation in the evening is the last thing you want to do, is there a way to direct prospects to a website to fill out a form so you can reach them by email. Right. Yeah. Or our, our plumber is a text person. And mm-hmm. while I'm not, the interesting thing is you can leave him a message, but he gets back to you so quickly by text. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if it's urgent, he just rearranges his schedule and shows up. Right. But he can assess through that text medium, um, how to prioritize working with you. He never lets you down, but he does Mm -hmm. prioritize. Yes, that makes sense. And in in that way, too, he's training you a little that if you do want a quick response to text him. Yes. And I mean, I phoned him first. And he said, you can leave a message. So he didn't tell me not to. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you want to hear from me quickly, please send me a text. And he did. He got back right away. Right. Yeah, I love that. So 
I think, let's say, you know, going back to that first call piece, let's say that, you know, someone is interested, but they don't go ahead and book that first appointment. How often should a business owner or someone doing the sales follow up with that lead? So um, you haven't had that initial conversation, so you're not sure what their their interest level is. Is that where we are? Yeah, or you know, maybe they say, "Oh, yeah, I, I got your, you know, PDF. I'm really interested in getting a heat pump, but you know, I'm super busy right now. Can you? Okay. I'll, I'll check back later, that sort of thing. Okay. So what I like to do in that circumstance is extend that conversation slightly to say, oh, yeah, I totally understand. That's great. Um, Crystal, are you comfortable then if I don't hear from you sending you some updated information in uh, April? Most people will say yes to that. Right. Or if I don't hear from you, are you comfortable with my uh, getting in touch with you in in June? Mm-hmm. So as the person who, who knows something about the flow of your business, you might choose to put all your follow-ups in a time when you know it's a little slower. Right. Or um, choose to make sure that they're all emails so that you can send out an updated ebook or something uh, via email, and that's easier for you to do. Maybe, maybe that's automated, or maybe it's something you do on a weekend or an evening, and it doesn't it doesn't take up your time on site with clients. Hmm. That's smart. Yeah. So you can always, in any conversation, set up their permission to contact them again in the future. Right. If you don't hear from them. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess Mary Jane, I know you do work with sales teams as well and helping yeah. them to perform at their best. How for the listeners that, you know, are maybe a little bit larger, more established and they have a salesperson or a sales team, Mm-hmm. What should they be looking for and what should they do to work with their sales team to improve the results? There are um, skills are changing. The necessary skills are changing quickly. So I'm not selling today the way I was in February mm-hmm. of last year. Uh, there's been huge changes in how we need to communicate with people because of this pandemic. Right. And it relates to a wide range of things, how we express compassion and the importance of doing that if you want to build relationship, but also Mm -hmm. the necessity of being really precise and really clear because everyone is very overwhelmed. Yeah. So training, ongoing training, is a big part of this. And it doesn't have to be a huge investment, but you don't want your salesperson to be relying on the same set of skills they used five years ago. Yeah. And some of those skills still apply, but there's been enough changes in how and why we communicate that 
taking the time to upgrade some of those skills or to at least have a conversation about them, it can Mm. be really valuable. Lots of times when I'm working with teams or individuals, they'll say, oh, I used to do that, you know, and I've forgotten all about it. Yeah. Or they'll say, oh, that's how I do that today. That's never occurred to me. So one of the things almost everybody does is they're way too polite. (laughs) And we, I, this is going to sound harsh, but we don't, we want people to be polite, but when people are too polite, we don't make a decision as a consumer. Right. Hmm. And as a consumer, we're overwhelmed and we need help making decisions. And that has to be part of the sales process that you actually say to somebody, well, you know, based on everything you shared with me, the next best step is you have to say it really Hmm. clearly instead of saying, well, you know, based on everything you shared with me, what do you think of my sending you a proposal? If you do that, the other person's going to go, oh, I can't make this decision tonight or I can't make this decision today. And they put it off and they don't want to put it off, but you didn't help them move through the process. Yeah. I love that. I think if anyone listening is going to take away anything, I think it's that piece to say. I always say that too. Yeah. (laughs) If you listen to me at all, this is the thing. So we need to know what our sales process is as a, a renovator, your next best step is obviously to, to view the property, I think. Right. Yes. So, you know, the next best step is for me to get a sense of this project and uh, do a quick tour of your home. Please don't worry about anything in terms of housework or dishes or anything. For me, this is really about seeing the basic bones of your house. Right. So make them feel comfortable with that decision and move to get it booked as as quickly as possible. Because there is a stall there for people when they think, oh, somebody has to come to this house. I've got three kids. We're both working from home. I can't have anybody walk through my house. Yeah. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Right? Um, as so there's so many demands on a house today that it's, it's, it's a challenge for people. So you have to make that decision very, very easy for them. Yes. I love that. That is the perfect script. I feel like anybody listening needs to rewind and listen to that again and write that down. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure I well, I know plumbers, electricians, you've seen it all. Uh, yeah. Nobody needs to clean house for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you can say that. You can say, you know, my job is to come and look at the bones of your house. I don't pay any attention to the dishes in the sink. Right. Just make them feel comfortable with that. Yes. And what a great relationship that would establish right from the yes. start. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. That is gold, Mary Jane. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I have so, so much fun I doing always, this, Crystal. <laughs> good, me too. And, you know, in the interest of time, and I always like to think about our interviews being like, 
can someone listen to this on their drive to the job site? And I know we could talk for so much longer. So um, (laughs) I think we should clue up there. But Mary Jane, I know so many people listening to this could use your help. What's the best way that they can learn more about you? In the sales capacity, which is really what we focused on, if they go to thephonelady.com, they'll see a tab there called Inspire Conversation. And Mm. when you click there, there is um, a survey that they can take um, directly about their sales process. And then book a time to talk with me. So the survey will let them know the areas in which they do have challenges and let me know that as well. And then we can have a quick conversation. And if I can be a value, great. And if I can't, I'll let you know. Awesome. Perfect. And we will also put that link in our show notes. So if you want to access it there and connect with Mary Jane, you can. Okay, great. And there's lots of testimonials there too. So if they want to know more about what people think of me, it's there. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mary Jane. I think you shared so much value with our listeners today. And it's always an absolute delight to talk to you. Same here, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. the interview, Mary Jane sent me along her new free ebook, The Why and How of Following Up. And I thought it was just a perfect addition to the conversation we had. So if you would like to learn a little bit more about following up with your prospects, definitely check out this ebook on Mary Jane's website. So you can go to inspire-conversation.com forward slash following dash up. So again, that's inspire-conversation.com forward slash following dash up. So that free ebook, The Why and How of Following Up, is all about how you can increase your sales with persistence without annoying people. Because as Mary Jane says, when we follow up with our prospects, we prove that we can be trusted. I just had a read through and I learned so much from this little ebook. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. If you enjoyed the episode with Mary Jane Cops today, I would love if you could share this with a fellow contractor. And if you are enjoying Beyond the Tools podcast overall, please rate, review, and subscribe because this really helps us to get it out to more contractors. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.